Christmas, everybody. Die. Everyone, die. This is spreading. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. What? Slap. <laughs> Cold-blooded! Everybody! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Come here, darkness! The celebration! <laughs> We've already played that one. <laughs> We've played the end of that one. Yeah. There we go. Okay, and theme song. Editing. Oh, I probably won't edit it since I was talking. Whammo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of snatch, the godfather of gash, the grand master of gooch. <laughs> it's new. The prince of pie, whatever, and I'm, I'm here along with the uh, former intercontinental champion and the people's jabroni. That's old Turkey Tater Sacks over there. What's up? Oh, Aaron and Elena aren't here. They have passed away. They are dead. This time for real. We weren't. We were. We were just joshing before. I think we cursed them. Well, we kept talking about how we wish they would die. Yeah, and then they went ahead and did it. Yeah, both dead. They died happier. Well, well, they. What's weird is they died while Aaron was letting a large black man cuckold him, just really laying the pipe to Elena. And uh, after he finished, Aaron was uh, sopping up the gravy, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. And uh, apparently the man's gravy was poison. Poisoned them both. Aaron and Elena are both dead. Seems rather because unnecessary. Of, I, well, should I have? I mean, I, I don't lie here. We tell the truth. No, I'm saying it poisoned uh, poisoned his own sperm. That's, how did he pull that one off? Well, he he, he took a little bit every day. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Aaron wasn't. Aaron nor Elena were ready for Way to go, Bandingo. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird is that is his name. They have caught him. and <laughs> He's got a hog and he poisons his own sperm. Yeah. This guy, that's what a what a way to kill people. What a world. What an injection. <laughs> Lethal beef injection. Baxter's hacking again. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, episode one hundred two, and uh, we have uh, the our other broadcast partners have passed away due to a cuckolding accident. Well, it was an accident on their part. Mandingo, that guy knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Ooh, daddy, I tell you, uh, that guy was. Duff. <laughs> he was <laughs> diabolical. <laughs> Talk about being a dick. I wonder if we could get him on the show. Well, we'd have to do it by Skype. Well, yeah. I don't think they have Skype in prison. Yeah. Hey, my, you know what? He might get acquitted. Not a lot of people like Aaron and Elena. <laughs> the jury of their peers might set him free. It's a possibility. It depends on where it is. I mean, he is a black guy. I mean, if they do a bunch of character references. I mean, he'll walk. I'm, I'm definitely going to come <laughs> yeah. in and, and testify on his behalf. <laughs> I was tired of those two sullied <laughs> my airwaves. Dead weight. Albatrosses. <laughs> the both of them. Uh, I hope they listen to this and never come back. <laughs> no, wait. They're dead. Never mind. <laughs> Episode 102, the mother of all episodes. Yeah, it's it's weird how we chose this one. Yeah, no, we're uh, 
We attacked something the, dialed the, it in. It was just the blanket fort. We attacked them last week and really, really gave them the what for? Really gave. We them. released the uh, MOAF, mother of all farts. <laughs> they got trapped in the blankets. <laughs> Died. <laughs> Quite satisfying. There's not a spin cycle on this earth that'll take all those farts. Out. That's right. <laughs> mm. Polished off a. Uh, a large plate of edamame, mm. and then we went uh, clanging and banging. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> and, uh, that'll get the that'll get the farts going. I don't know, have we talked about that on this on this show I don't yet? Know if how we uh, have how uh, old uh, the prince of podcasting has become uh, the prince of pecs now, <laughs> <laughs> the bishop of biceps. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one, but you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke of Deltoids. That's <laughs> uh, not so much. And I'll be the poet laureate of, of lats. I would, I would, I'd say the queen of quads, but I'm, I'm a man. The king of quads. King of quads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about. We haven't. We haven't mentioned that at all. No, I mean, not I, at all. You know, every day, not one got, bit. We got clanging and banging. We, yeah. Uh, then we get in there four a.m. Throwing the weight around. Really throwing it, like, at each other. Yeah. We that's don't, one, that's we one don't, of the exercises. We don't really use the equipment. No. Just the weights. And we just chuck them like Frisbees. It's something. It's a sight to behold. It tears the place up. <laughs> yeah, they really hate it when we come But we up. get a good burn. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw a regular Frisbee 400 yards now. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's really all I, I can for. stack a 45 on top of that Frisbee <laughs> and throw it. I'm juggling 45s, three of them at a time. Just, just having a great time. It's something. My forearms are ridiculous. Everything else, eh, my shoulders are okay now. <laughs> you got to bring those up. Mm. Just start throwing things in the air. Yeah, there you go. Like grenade throwing. Yeah. Is that how it- we're going to use actual grenades with whites on them? Yeah. And you try to suppress the grenade by laying on top of. It. There you go. What a weird exercise. It's good for the core. I look forward to it. <laughs> or real bad. Yeah. It depends on if that. Uh, it depends if you're ready. <laughs> that one will separate the men from the boys. Yeah. I tell you what. It'll separate the top half from the bottom half. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, daddy. Uh, anyway, lots of things happen in this world. Yeah. Um, uh, top of the uh, hour. Barry Manilow came out that he's gay. The world is shocked. Thanks for relieving the. Uh, for stopping the suspense there, Barry. I mean, you would think a man that wears feathers and sparkles is as manly as they come, but then you find out that man's he, man, real man's man. He's a man. I mean, I've never seen so much flannel in one closet. <laughs> He's got a nose that could suck up all the cocaine. He does, and he did, and I'll guarantee he did. Yeah. He's an eighty star. Come on, yeah, hell, seventies. Him and Bette Midler were friends. How much coke do you think was getting thrown around there? Lots, all, all the coke. If uh, him and uh, if him and Barbara Streisand got together, nobody'd ever be able to have any coke. Judd again. Nelson, oh, throw Judd Nelson. No, mix. let's not throw Judd Nelson in the mix. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Um, yeah, he came out as gay. What do you think? What, what what's your hot take on Barry Manilow coming out? It's fine as I, a, I, b- <laughs> a butt banger. You think he's a top or a bottom? A Quick, let's get into that. A, t- a top or a bottom? You think Are you honestly asking this question? You think he's a top or a bottom? He's a top, sir. Generating all the <laughs> force. Ah. Oh, Mandy. Now you came and you gave without taking. Oh. He's a bottom. <laughs> that song was written about Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Fresh off uh, Princess Bride. Yep. You came and you gave without taking. That is definitely a bottom. That's something only a bottom would write. All right. I wonder if he's a power bottom. Well, I mean, have you seen his thighs? 
Doesn't yeah, he's, like not he's, doing so a, much as, he's not doing a lot of clanging and banging. Has, I don't know if anybody knows this. <laughs> We've been clanging and banging lately. I, this is going to become so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do is uh, start taking selfies with us with like five pound pounders. No, I want to get hashtag the, no days off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the old time gloves, matching belts and sweatbands. Headbands. Yeah. <laughs> we should ride giant tricycles. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Phineas. <laughs> I think we should. I think it'd be hilarious. Grow uh, handlebar mustaches. <sighs> Start boxing kangaroos. I'd fuck a kangaroo up. I don't think you would. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the little ones. I'd pull, I'd pull out an international object and hit him with it. A scout? <laughs> I don't know. Only our car, bu- our car buffs who are fans of this show, which there are none. We'll, we'll get that joke. There are no car buffs or no fans. <laughs> hey. Self-deprecation. We're still the greatest podcast in the world. Don't you forget it, you bunch of pieces of shit. Speaking Especially of great. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. That motherfucker. Every week with this guy. I'm tired of him. Yeah. Sick and tired. We dropped the uh, mother of all bombs on uh, yeah. on the uh, Syrians there. Yeah, and then you know what? They deserved it. Yeah, they did. Well, uh, we no, we, that wasn't on the Syrians. That was in Afghanistan. Whatever. That was on an ISIS camp. We we tried to. You know, if it's them. real and all, all joking aside, if it's real, fuck them. Good. I think. Bye. It, you know, I don't think it killed any civilians or anything. Uh, what's funny is uh, like we we were destroying their tunnels. Yeah, which we built in the seventies. <laughs> So we know where all of them are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fair. It's crazy how much. Yeah, I built those. I was. Yeah, the CIA built the personally involved. <laughs> they get the guy who has the schematics. Because in the 70s, wasn't it like uh, we were helping Afghanistan against uh, the, Soviets, the Soviets? Yeah. And the Soviets beat. I mean, the Afghanis beat the Soviets. So we knew where all their shit, all the all the hiding places were. It's just. wonder why we didn't take that out earlier. Probably because. I don't know, man. I mean, the whole situation is just a shitball. You know, the whole thing is just dumb. The the mother of all bombs, like 21,000 pounds. Yeah, it's the largest munition that's not nuclear. So you know he wanted to use a nuclear bomb. Absolutely. And they talked him out of it. (laughs) Guarantee it. Yeah. You can use this one. He asked in a 20-minute meeting five times about nukes. Why can't we use them? Because you fucking can't. It's a nuke, you fucking (laughs) halfwit. You don't just let one of those fucking loose. This is not Stark Tech. (laughs) Stark Tech? It's fucking... (laughs) Can we get Tony Stark? (laughs) He thinks he's real. He's He's a fictional character, Donald. But he's great. Yeah, I agree. Can we not just make somebody him? I mean, I guess there's Elon Musk, but uh, Elon Musk is fantastic. (laughs) But he's a peacenik. He's South African. <laughs> he's trying to get off this planet. <laughs> yeah, he really is. SpaceX, I'm out of here, fuckers. He's going to Mars. He's going to start over. He's going to do something. You know what's funny, though, is that when people- Jokes. When, Jokes are funny. When people discuss, like, the colonization of another planet or terraforming and all that stuff, they say, we, me and you aren't going anywhere. I've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking the best and brightest human beings no. to create something. You yeah. think they would want the people that are- uh, Integral parts of the world's greatest podcast to go with them. Though. Well, I mean, we might get the podcast ship. Yeah, it'll be a shitty ship. Yeah. It'll have a pretty sweet studio on it, though. It will. It'd be nice to have a great stude. <laughs> NASA gets the best studs. But no, actually, NASA is not a thing anymore. It is, but it's not. I don't know what's it's going on. It's weird. I don't know anything about the stuff. <laughs> I'd like to study Elon Musk. I think he's from the future. He might be. I know he's, uh, he's one of the guys that founded PayPal back in the late 90s. If you really think about that, that's a no brainer. Yeah, it's pretty. Sp- but it, 
to be the person that comes up with it and gets it operational. Well, it's kind of like the internet, just all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have phones. Can we not just talk to, to to each other all the time on this big? Yeah, we can do that. They actually, the internet started in the seventies, I think. I think in the sixties or seventies, yeah. But it was just for Al like Bornman certain. <laughs> That's he helped. What he did actually did was he. Opened up the information superhighway. It was like, which nobody uses that term anymore. No. Yeah, it's the most 90s of terms. It is the 90s, <laughs> 90s term. I remember the commercial with a little girl talking. One day, there'll be something called the information superhighway. She's using like a yellow thing. Yeah, like standing on this road and it was very. And we were all like, shut up, you stupid British cunt. It was like metaphorical and shit. It's like, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, the mother of all bombs and, uh, he. And him, what we were talking about earlier, it is ironic and funny and scary that we have two people who are insufferable son of a bitches who shouldn't even live running the two running these two countries that are going to push the planet to the brink of nuclear Armageddon. Talking about uh, Trump and uh, Putin. Uh, Kim and Un Kim Jong Un. That's a fucked up weird country. Like I wish somebody would shoot all those fuckers in the face. Everybody in North Korea? No, all the the, the Kims. They're all nuts, and they're well. He killed his uh, half brother there and his uncle a couple weeks ago, and his uncle with uh they they hired somebody. This person allegedly thought it was like a prank. Yeah, and walked up and like put a towel over his mouth, and he automatically died. Yeah, <laughs> like that quick. Now she's getting charged and stuff, and Kim Jong Un's like, oh no, they oh she killed my. She killed my brother. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's spot good, on. Pretty good Chinese accent, if you yeah. ask me. Korean from one of those places where other Chinese China. people come from. Yeah, huh? Other China, whatever. <laughs> Eastern China, whatever. <laughs> China Island. <laughs> monochrome China Beach. Remember Mono- that? Monochrome China wasn't China Beach like a. A late night it was. show. Dana on Delaney, USA, was on back in the Dana Delaney. She was on it. No, it was a CBS show. CBS. It had uh, that great song by the Supremes, "Reflections." Mm. Reflections of. No, let's, let's punch that up, shall we? Yes, pretty great song. If you insist, Her, she was on it. Um, there was a couple people. It's actually a really great show. If you say so, me There it is. Uh, ooh, here it comes. It's got a really nice opening. That's not it. It's a remix. Is this it? Yep. Pretty good bass line. Through the mirror of my mind, time after time, uh, I see Spit those hot bars. Ah. Get them dirty, Diana. How hot's Diana Ross, though? You don't think she was hot? No. Really? Not really at all. What's wrong with you? Just, no, she's not attractive. I think she's pretty hot. See, I always got the Supremes com- I'd rough confused with uh, Martha and the Vandellas. Yeah. Martha and the Vandellas were awesome, too, though. Yeah, they were. They had that song, uh, Nowhere to Run. Nowhere to Hide. Yeah. A lot of that music, the good, this really great music, I love that effect. Um, was in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, great movie. Barry Levinson, director. I think every Vietnam movie has Painted Black by the Stones. That's not in there. It's not? Mm-mm. Crazy. He has... It's predominantly a lot of like lighter rock because it's comedy. You know, They had some Van Morrison. They had Martha and the Vandellas. They had... Uh, 
What else did they have in there? Evo Bryson. I, I, <laughs> I guess. I guess I have to look up Peebo uh, Bryson. Jim Neighbors. <laughs> I'm look up Peebo Bryson now just for <laughs> prosperity's sake. Peebo. Oh, you would know Peebo Bryson. Some we listened bit. to Peebo Bryson the other day, didn't we? Probably. But, I mean, when we were heading up, you know, clanging and banging. We were getting ready to go clanging and banging. Yeah. I put on my Peebo Bryson mixtape. You definitely know this song. This is Peebo Bryson. Uh. You know, I love the song. I, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I was gonna try to make a snarky comment. What's not to love? Well, there's so much about this song to love. Like the, the jangly piano stuff. And it's so 80s. And, and, and this is from the 90s. Early 90s. Aladdin. Yeah. This is before Robin Williams' is best. Robin, what, what, arguably. Well, I mean, there's Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't care for that one. You like Mrs. Doubtfire? Mm, the fuck is wrong with you? Let's get into that. We're, let's listen to this song okay, for a minute, let's though. Let's do that, though. Yes, yeah. sir. Peebo Bryson's got pipes. He does. That's his nickname, Peebo Pipes Bryson. Boy, good. Boy, can sing. Who, daddy, I tell you, that Peebo Bryson was tough. I bet she got beat up in, in school and they peed on and called him Peebo Bryson. <laughs> That's wrong. Peebo. Hey, hey, it's Peebo. Look at him. We peed on him in gym class. We peed on him because Johnny Blue Jeans. That's a that. tough, tough guy heterosexual thing to do. That's one of the best uh, stories Johnny Blue Jeans ever told. Oh, really? Peeing on Peebo Bryson. Hey, we're standing there. I peed on him. <laughs> Johnny Blue Jeans is not a good influence. No, he's not. I don't like him. Uh, I don't think. I wonder if anybody's been listening long enough to hear, to remember whenever we talked about Johnny Blue Jeans in episode three. I hope. I hope so too. Shining moment for you. Got any show. diamond listeners out there? <laughs> They've got the black card. Yeah. The it doesn't get you anything. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Our respect. That's what it gets you. I don't even know about that. Oh, yeah. oh you're willing to. Li- you listen to this willingly. <laughs> you have the. Actual- I have. No- I have zero respect for anyone that listens to this, and that includes my mother. Yeah. What's your respect? <laughs> worst. Uh, worst thing ever. And what were we going to talk about? Uh, Robin Robin Williams Williams well, there's the world according to Garp. That is a good movie. Um, Dead Poet Society Old Captain My Captain That's a great one That is pretty great Good Morning Vietnam Good Morning Vietnam Is pretty great Popeye <laughs> Don't get me started On Popeye Hey it's great it's fucking Shelly American Duvall And him doing that accent The whole time Great You know this uh, They did the key you know they change just, they, You know they just Left the set For that What For, for Popeye they left the set. They just left it. Like, they built this huge set for it. Like, it oh, was, and it's still wherever it's still it is. there, and it's crumbling. That, that's, that's a, that's that's a thing. thing. They do that. That's a that's a thing with the uh, Olympics. The Olympics. Yeah, they just leave the shit there. Yeah, it's just yeah. there. Nobody yeah. ever uses it again. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars to build all this bullshit. At least in America, when we have the Olympics, they do stuff with it. That's true. But No, they, but uh, they, they did that in, uh, in New Zealand, too, and actually take tours, like, out to, like, Hobbiton. And oh, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. That would be neat. That would be definitely cool. That's one of my wishes. It's a Hobbit house. I want a Hobbit house. You so want a Hobbit house so bad. Yeah. You can put that on your vision board. You fucking Absolutely. freak. Yeah, well, it's working. Tell me it's not working. Uh, we're having a great time with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
We could get into that. <laughs> how you you watch The Secret and now your life is completely different and you're uh, visualizing and attacking. You could have just watched The Water Boy. I could have done that. <laughs> It's that in a nutshell. <laughs> Basically. Yes. It sort of is. I think I think instead of going through the whole rigmarole of watching that documentary again, just watch I'll the just Waterboy. watch a Waterboy Supercut. Yeah. Just just watch a truncated version of the Waterboy. There you go. Just all the all the times where the uh, Fonzie told uh, the retarded kid to visualize an attack. <laughs> and then the awful country singer stole it. Vicky showed me a movie's not like them too. Oh, Pfizer Firuza Balk. She's hot. In like a very interesting way. She's not conventionally hot. She quit acting. She's got like a, a a very interesting face. Her first film was um or movie, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> word films. Yes. Books. Books are word films. Um her first film was a sequel to with The Wizard of Oz that was very ambitious that fell flat oh, on yeah. its face. Yeah. The Return to Oz, which was actually more in the spirit of the original books. And that director took a huge gamble and it fucking backfired like fuck. I don't think he ever got another job again. And it was really good. Like, if you read between the lines and watched it, and that director's didn't expect- name was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, where's that bum? <laughs> well, let's look and I want to look and see who did direct it. Pretty sure it, it was uh, Jared Fogle. Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton esque. It was very dark. Tim Burton maybe should have stopped making movies. I think he should have stuck to animation after a while. Return to Oz. Got a six point seven out of ten on. Uh, I told you. I mean, that said it backfired as in critical. Yeah, back I mean, in not, the day. not in back then it was a little much. For not in critical audience. acclaim, but as in the audience was not expecting that. You know, Walter Murch was the uh, director. Else, that sounds familiar. What else has he done? Let's see here. He's seventy three years old. He's done. He was. Uh, he did something on Apocalypse Now. He was a sound engineer, I believe. Godfather, Godfather Two. He was engineers. Let's see, director. He's directed two movies. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, 2008 TV series, and Return to Oz. Wow. Sound Department, uh, Particle Fever, Cutaways, Tetro, Seeing in the Dark with Youth Without Youth, weird name, Jarhead, I remember that. Yeah. He's done a lot of uh, sound stuff. Talented Mr. Ripley, English Patient, First Night. That one was bad. Crumb, Romeo is Bleeding. This Romeo is Bleeding. Did you see that one? But it just can't see his blood. (laughs) Bon Jovi, right? I guess. Is that yes. and I, we love you, baby. I'm gonna pull it's that up worst. in a second. Ghost. Um Godfather. Did you, 3. did you see Romero's Bleeding? Probably not. It's uh Gary Oldman and uh Linda Fiorentino. Ooh, Linda Fiorentino. Yeah. Wow. Cuts off her own arm in that fucking movie. I'm pulling up Bon Jovi. <laughs> what is the name of that song? Always? Oh, yeah. God. You shut your mouth whenever I pull up Bon Jovi, you son of a cunt. <laughs> it's Romeo, he's bleeding. Bon Jovi doesn't get the respect he deserves. That man. Yeah, he deserves so much. <laughs> he's had some. Him and Richie Sambora. Richie Sambora and those hats. Alone. All the hats. A lot of. That man has a lot of cranial accessories. I like that they were always. They were from New Jersey, yet they're always nodding to, like. Country Western without actually doing yeah, they it. Ended up, that's what they ended up doing. They, yeah. uh, they did that uh, garbage duet. Shit. Garbage. Uh, yeah, it's garbage. Living on a Prayer is a great song, though. <laughs> okay, I was thinking of a different song, but this is pretty great, too. It's got the uh, cowboy hat, like 
Jack's got seconds in. That 90s guy that was in a lot of stuff Jack then. Noseworthy. Is that his name? Yes. Holy shit. Wow. No, this is the song I was thinking of. Look that up if you don't believe me. I guarantee that's fucking that guy. He was in uh, He was in Event Horizon as well, which is a great movie. Scary as shit. And that chick, who is that chick? That's uh, Alicia Silverstone. It is not. It is 100% Alicia Silverstone, you son of a bitch. Holy shit. She was the video bitch back in the day. I can't sing a love song. She's so, oh my God. Stacked. Here comes the big chorus. I love how they would go, they would get so big. With then, their courses, and then there was nowhere to go after right, that. Right. They'd have to do a key change. Yeah. Video is pretty romantic. They're at a rave. He's got dreads for some reason. <laughs> now they're backstage with Dr. Seuss clothes on. <laughs> yeah, because they were at a rave. That's uh, that's uh, Carrie Russell. She was. She's the one laying there on the couch. Wait a second. So he's fucking That's around, motherfucking Felicity. So he's fucking around on. Oh shit, she was gorgeous too. Hello. And when she cut her hair and everybody got all mad. Yeah, I was mad too because look at that hair. <laughs> look at that fucking hair. I was insane. It's amazing. <laughs> I was just so mad about Carrie Russell's stupid hair on her stupid show. Wait a second. What is going on here? He's bringing in all kinds of hoes cheating on Felicity. What the fuck is going on? The tension's built. Jack Noseworthy. Jack Noseworthy is going for it. With your face carved out of stone. Just cheating on your I hot wonder, girlfriend. I wonder if his stainless, this character's stainless steel balls brush his legs <laughs> when he's walking down the streets. He can't go anywhere near a propane tank. No. This guy's something. <laughs> is that Denny he's, Moore? He's banging the dime piece, and then he's got the dime piece roommate as well. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's Carla Gugino. God, this guy was getting all kinds of sneezers. No, wait. You were wrong. That was Carla Gugino the whole time. It was. That wasn't. Because Alicia Silverstone doesn't have the uh, the chesticles that uh, Carla right. Gugino had. Might and be she right. was, we, got, we got to see those quite frequently, as a matter of fact. She bared them. Where? Carla Sin Gugino? City? Yeah. She, oh, I haven't seen some totally naked in Sin City. Did you see her beaver? Uh, she did the side thing. Mm. You know, where you couldn't really see it. Carla Gugino is massively hot. Still. Oh, look at the sensitive guy that looks a little like Jack Noseworthy. That is... You, I guarantee you know his name. I don't know his name, but he was in Higher Learning. He was. John Singleton. He played the white roommate of Omar Epps. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, the name's right on the tip of my tongue. Michael Rappaport. No. <laughs> that's not the guy. Michael Rappaport was so good in Higher Learning. He was. <laughs> and it was so a 180 for what he actually yeah. is. Yeah. Inner city... Urban kid let's say, Holy shit is, Could she be any hotter Good oh. lord in heaven Guys if you don't know Who Carla Gugino is Or Jujino Do look her up And the, he is Sensitive painting guy He's sensitive <laughs> painting guy Sensitive painting Get guy Sensitive painting Why are we drawing her the, Like one of a French girl Why don't I watch This video every day <laughs> With the sound oh, he's off taking, He's taking shirt his shirt off. off Sweet baby Jesus why would you want to watch he, with the sound like off? He looks like he clangs and bangs a little bit. Why would you want to watch it with the sound off? You, you get to hear Richie Sambora's sweet chorus-ridden guitar. I just saw Carla Gugino take her shirt off. Yeah, you did. And they're in a weird bed now for some reason. Looks like a giant metronome. It's something. <laughs> now it's now some kind of crappy shoes. painting. Here, here comes the key change. 
I, you know what? Kind of like the song. Good song. To be honest, it's a good song. You sit there and you run your mouth and you listen to it and you see it all puts the hot me in chicks. Eighth, well, I see Carla Gugino in the in the video, <laughs> and it sells it. They knew what they were doing. I'm in. They're like, hey, this song's a lump of shit, but we got this girl. And their studio exec said, Ooh, so. She just hit him with a stone cold stunner. What is he doing? Uh-oh, Jack Noseworthy came in. You cheated on her, Jack Noseworthy. Why are you so mad, Jack Noseworthy? Destroying that lovely piece of art. Now he's crazy. I wish I knew how to quit you, Jack Noseworthy. Uh-oh. She just gave him the face palm. Did you see that? She I'm did out not of here. stiff arm him. She did not stiff arm Jack Noseworthy. This, this is a whole show critiquing Bon Jovi. Right <laughs> <laughs> he blew the goddamn place up. Are we being serious right now? Everybody's dead. What a video. God, what a triumph. Cinematically I'm... amazing. Now what? What? I like when he sings in the old 40s mu- mu- uh, microphone. Microphones? That's something. That's sort of what we have here. That's just a condenser microphone, baby. That's just what them bitches look like. We should start doing it like a 40s show. Wow. Oh. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? Today, Hitler did something awesome. Uh, Unless wh- you don't agree with him. What's going on here? Mm, Are they doing porn now? Jack Noseworthy. Oh, oh no, he reached for it. She disappeared. Oh, son of a bitch. Jack Noseworthy quit fucking around on 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 his honor with hot Carrie Russell's. You know what? Can't fault him. Carrie Russell hot as well. Yeah, just not as built. Here's another not nearly extremely as great John Bon Jovi song. Well, let's do this. Well, it's not just John Bon Jovi. It's the whole gang. You got your Richie Zambora. You got the uh, guy that played bass. You got the uh, the drummer the, the guy. drummer guy hitting the skins. That feller. You just, I like that you've co-opted, you've co-opted Aaron's. Well, I don't know the name of the rest of the people in the Well, band. I know, but I, I'm saying he's dead, so you can take all his sayings. Yeah, well, you know. I lay claim to uh, you guys. Most of his sayings he's sort of taken from me anyway, except would, for. <clears throat> that was 100% But taking his, your sayings is he's great. he's a freak. He's a sick freak. Well, I do say great things. Yeah. This is a great song too, and it's exactly the same as always. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure these were back to back on the now album. Now he's he's writing, and he's very serious about this. Of course, well, right, you're a writer. I write songs. It's a serious thing. It is very serious. It's a serious. Endeavor. He's got the legal pad and everything. It's not something. It's not coming. He hasn't made hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. Yeah, you know. he's not the most famous guy from New Jersey besides Bruce Springsteen. Ever, he probably is. Tony Soprano. He's not even really from New Jersey. No, he's not real. Not even a human. No. Construct. Wow. Oh. I like how they fake like they're getting ready to go to the chorus. Then there's that guy. There's Eddie Vedder for some reason. It's not really Eddie. It doesn't look like Eddie Vedder. Jack Irons on the skins. (laughs) (laughs) They've got the whole Pearl Jam band. What the hell's going on here? You don't remember that when Pearl that was the big mix up. Everybody Jam. Everybody thought Pearl Jam was the backup band for Neil Young for an album. It was for Bon Jovi. Pearl Jovi <laughs> Jovi Jam There it is Bond Pearls <laughs> Here comes that big chorus That we all know and love He's really getting into it Of course he's getting into it This is a great song He's talking about how he wants to Dick down a bitch and he's I got, mean, he's, I got mean a, a he's got a less serious, serious moment for this That's Glenn Danzig on the drums Apparently <laughs> That guy's been clanging and banging. Listen to that. Ho- Until har- that fat guy knocked him out. Listen to that harmony. 
Now, is that from Sambora singing with him? Yes, yeah, Sambora. You know, there was quite the contest of wills in that group. Sambora is equally as good of a singer as John Bon Jovi to be able to hit those, unless they're studio tricks, but this was like 93. Well, I think that he always felt like he played second fiddle, too. And he did. Well, that was the agreement. I don't know if you've ever seen Almost Famous. But they had the the guitar, Jason Lee, the guitar, the singer, and uh, oh my god, I can't think. He was the the naked guy and uh, the naked doctor guy in the uh, in the uh, not in the superhero movie about the superheroes that are kind of shitty. Uh, Mystery Man? No. Suicide Squad? No. The uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, has like the the joke. Watchman. Watchman. Yeah, he was the naked guy. It's Billy Zane. Bill, no, not Billy Zane. Billy, Billy Crudup. Crudup. Yeah, uh, they're Billy, interchangeable. Billy Crudup. They don't look anything like. <laughs> Billy Crudup is the guitar player. Uh, they're, they're equally as, yeah. as unrecognizable. So Jason Lee is the singer, and like we agreed upon a mystique. I'm the I'm the front man. Or we agreed upon roles. I'm the front man, and you're the guitarist with Mystique. You come up and you sing harmony with me back to back, and <laughs> it's actually a good deal. Yeah, just like Page and Plant, just like uh, Townsend and uh, Roger Daltrey, Young and Johnson, Young and Johnson, I'm sure. Angus Young and Roger. Johnson. Yeah, that's true. No, it isn't. Angus Young never sang a fucking that's word. True, but he was the, he was the show. Yeah, he was. Malcolm played. Malcolm sang. Malcolm, Malcolm, the drummer, Malcolm Young. You know, I could. I think I know almost the entire lineup of the whole ACDC. All of the different lineups. That I think I, I think I do. Originally, I know all the Pearl Jam. Originally, lineups. it was. Uh, I know all the Beatles lineups. Drummer was Phil Rudd to begin with, uh, with Bon Scott, Malcolm Young, Angus Young, Cliff Williams. Then it was uh, Phil Rudd quit. Then it was. Uh, Why would Phil Rudd quit? He was on a pussy train that was never going to derail. I think he just got tired of touring or he got sick or something. He came back, actually, because then they got uh, Chris Slade, who was in um, The Firm. Uh, it was an Australian band. I was going to say the movie. Yeah. Now, they had a song, Balls to the Wall, which sounded exactly like ACDC. I'm going to look that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, look that one up right now. He's a great drummer, by the way. Uh, and I think he came in after, uh, after Cl- uh, Phil Rudd, and it was, again, Cliff Williams- uh, Brian Johnson now Malcolm Young Angus Young Then it was uh, Phil Rudd came back And it was the original lineup again Cliff Williams was there I think to the very end So You say the name of the band Is The Firm The Firm Balls to the Wall F-I-R-M Yes uh, Is it Are you sure Ball, Just type in Balls to the Wall I might be wrong Is it Accept Accept That's what it is My bad It's actually a pretty great song It's an anthem You know It's, it's ACDC-esque when I say ask, I mean exactly like ACDC. Let's pull that bitch up. Is this like a miniature Conor McGregor right there? Uh, he might be trying to look like him, but he's definitely 100% not him. No, Tim Elliott's a bad motherfucker. We're watching fights while, while we're doing this. Sorry. Gotcha. That's okay. They know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> They're aware out there in They're podcast weird. See, they've got that riff. Yeah, that's... They're a little bit more... Metally, like for that time. This is very metally, like it is. It's it's very quiet riot. Yeah, quiet riot. How about yeah. those guys? Oh, they were fucking awesome. Got a nice riff. Everybody's playing an instrument. That's what I like. Yeah, they did a little bit more uh, four piece band, start and stop and stuff than ACDC did. 
Uh-oh, here comes the singer. Now they're rocking out together. See, that's the thing. They're definitely Australian. Definitely, yeah. He's sort of That looks. is the most Australian-looking guy ever. <laughs> He's got a wallaby on his shoulder. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking He's got about? one of those hats that's curved up on the side. He threw a boomerang into the crowd and rode out on a fucking kangaroo. Of course this is Australia. He kicked a New Zealander in the face. He, sound, he sounds like a mixture of... Uh, Bon Scott and Brian Johnson. Bon Scott, Brian Johnson, and Lemmy. Yeah. He can hit them notes, though. This is very metalish. Yeah, it's very. It's I very, like it. I kind of like it. He just put his flying V. Do they all have to have flying V guitars? I think. And it's very ACDC because it mentions it balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were talking about today. We were all laughing because the song Big Balls had come on. I said, you know what ACDC is good for? I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> very. Songs about genitalia. Very subtle. <laughs> sexual innuendo. A whole lot of Rosie. Yeah. Balls, uh, big Balls. Uh, ball Breaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the name of an album yes. and a tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, then there was like... Oh God! There were so many. Easy Top was worse because they had like Tube Snake Boogie and Pearl Necklace and all that shit. You want Pearl Necklace? Fucking terrible. Hey, they were great. I hate them. They were on King of the Hill. Damn it, they were. <laughs> and you love King that of was, the Hill. Yeah, that was a good episode too. So was Tom Petty. Tom Petty was on. King Tom of Petty was a recurring character, sir. He was actually a permanent cast member at the end, playing yeah. Lucky. He was in John Redcord's band, which was called uh, Big Mountain Fudge Cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name It is It fit the band You want to hear uh, John Redcord's band Big Mountain Fudge Cake I like this Even though it is Very 80s cock rock I, You know it, There's nothing well, wrong it, with 80s cock it rock It looks really. 80s cock rock it But does. it sounds ACDC Well that's what was selling You know it, Now they got the wrecking ball Flying through the fucking thing I came in like a And he's almost making out With every member of the band That's another thing It's That's very homoerotic That's what you do Yeah I've been, I've been a front man For many a bands And we would full on Have sex in front of people I mean He would ta- Time the uh, The chords Yeah Driving in Driving in Pounding that ass Yeah Not a gay man at all But some of the best Orgasms of my life Whenever I was Pounding J-Mo In front of a crowd Of tens of people well, who wouldn't have a great a s- orgasm doing that with J-Mo in front of people? Oh, that sparkly white asshole. Yeah. Is. Speaking of J-Mo, him and uh, my good friend Jet and my acquaintance Scott are back together in their band, Red Audio. They're, they're gonna, they're coming back. Red Audio. Red Audio. It's two redheaded guys and uh, Scott Hot Stinkle. Scott Hinkle. <laughs> They're, uh, they're getting back together I'll see if they have anything On the YouTube They might I don't know There's actually a band uh, Red Audio Let's see what these faggots got up. Nothing Alright Good job guys <laughs> Way it. to bring it Killing it with your presence <laughs> I figured they'd have Something up there I'm trying to think of 80s bands now uh, That were terrible But knew it And it's very humorous To them now And or embarrassing Dawkin Dawkin? Don Dawkin knows how fucking terrible they were, they and it's know? hilarious to see interviews with him. He said we were the most generic. <laughs> he said we were. We would just ask, "What's Motley Crue wearing? Uh, Aquanet pink? Okay, we need ten cases of that." You know, he's just. And they were a good band. Like they had uh, George Lynch on guitar, who was a good guitarist. Had actually started a band called the Lynch Mob. 
They had a great song too. I can't remember what it was. Not the best name for a band in hindsight. What was the name of the band again? The Lynch Mob. The Lynch. Mm. <laughs> Unless everybody. Wait a second. I just now realized that. That's terrible. And <laughs> and now in today's context, they wouldn't have not even. They wouldn't have gotten out of the fucking club with that fucking name. What's your name, Lynch Mob? Yeah, we're not fucking signing you. See if I can play some of this bullshit. This is yeah. This is them. This is a uh, red audio. Yeah. Neat. If it'll just fucking play. Well, I like that little bit that I heard. I love it already. Oh, they're fantastic. I'm serious. They're my favorite West Virginia band of all time. I like that a lot. It's cool. How'd they get that noise? Synthesizer. Oh. It's JMO on the synth. TBW and Will. TBW played bass. That's a nice power chord. Oh, yeah. Is there going to be any singing? I know you want to. I know you need to listen to the music's in your soul. This is awesome. They're great. I know it feels like. I feel like if I ever got famous for doing something, like making a movie or something, I stuck that in a fucking movie. People were like, who? What? What is that? Who is that? It'd be a great opener to like a coming of age movie. Yes, it would. It's fucking great. It is. That's fucking awesome, dude. Good job, fellas. Yeah, it's Jet, TDW on bass, J-Mo on a, <laughs> on the synth, Scott. It's very Scott anth- on the it's, drums. It's very anthony, but kind of aware. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's almost well, they're, self-deprecating. They're an apologetic rock band. Like, they're an apologetic rock un- band. Un- unapologetic rock. Band. Oh, that's awesome. They're loud as fuck. Whenever you see them live, I like that. I open. Can from, I buy that? Is that? I think you can just straight up download it for free. Well, fuck yeah! ReverbNation.com slash Red Audio, I believe. I opened for them a couple times, and uh, I would do my acoustic stuff. And since I played with all of them in various bands, uh, we were on the same page pretty much. And uh, at the end, whenever they would come up, they would just come up and do like a quick sound check, mm-hmm. and then. We would play Rockin' in the Free World And then I would do the awesome. stage <laughs> That's great I wish I would that's, that's one thing You know All joking aside Here's another one of their songs I wish I had Tried an instrument Use that razor sharp focus I have for everything else yeah. And tried to do an instrument But I don't, I don't think I'm inclined This one's called Girl from Outer Space It's always surf rock You know what I mean? I love it. That's fucking awesome. I love it. That's so neat. That's something that would hit. If it was anywhere else, it would have hit. You know what I mean? That's great. Awesome, dude. 
it's so dance along. You know. Yeah. You don't get a lot of ballads when you go see them. No. They don't give you time to breathe. You can play another one of their shits. I don't. You know. I don't care. Let's do it. I love the synthesizer. Now. <laughs> that's that's such such an original sound. You know what I mean? He sings back up. Oh. That's Jet singing. Okay. Well, he's great. He's great. That was Jamo right there that said fast. Okay. We need to have him on the show. We can. All the members of Red Hot. No. No. One okay. at a time. One at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of seats. <laughs> we don't have plenty of mics, though. <laughs> That's Red Audio. Go check them out. They're the best band in the world. Well, the well I mean, best band for what you I've heard. They're my fa- they literally are my favorite. And it's not just because I know them. That Girl from Outer Space song is my new favorite. Friends with all of them. Yeah. The, I need to be friends with all of them. Mm, nah, they wouldn't like you. <laughs> That's fair. Who does? <laughs> I get it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like I get. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I rub people the wrong way. I'm not like TW. <laughs> I do. T-D-W. I do hope to <laughs> rub you the wrong way. They've got two more songs up We'll play snippets of both of them Money Tree (laughs) That's awesome (laughs) God it's great Do you want your money Do you love your money Can I have some money Baby give your money to me I'm waiting for it to kick it. Yeah, when it kicks in, it's going to rip your dick off. Yeah. I promise. You always need more money. I like that build. It's building. You know it's out there. Here it comes. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That even has elements of helmet in it. Yeah, it, uh, like a hardcore. Jet's a, uh, Jet and JMO and Scott, all of them. They're. Their influences are very wide-ranging. You know what? People with eclectic influences are the best people. I know Jet told me that I was a huge influence on uh, at least the way he masturbates. Yeah. I don't know about the Come way the music is. The reverse. <laughs> with the knuckles up. That's fucking awesome. It's a great way. I mean, it feels like you're not, going, you're, you're not going to get it on your uh, on your own hand. Well, it, fl- it flies out the load like yeah, goes across the room. Yeah. You know, it's, it gives, I mean, that's, it's, it's that's what we all want is distance. I, I know. You don't want the hair on the knuckles. No. You know. Absolutely not. It gets dried and flaky. Yeah. It's terrible. You don't want that to starch it up on you. And then we'll, I'll play the last one. It's called Robotomy. I like all the uh, otherworldly themes, like futuristic yeah. and kind of. Odd. Well, Jet used to have a a band called Maximum Headlessness. Like, as in Maximum Max Headroom? No. Oh. Maximum Headlessness, I think, is a clinical term for somebody that's lost their mind. Really? Yeah. Neat. And it was all. I think he did everything himself in that one. I like that. That sounds like handsome. Handsome sounds like them. Yeah, Red Audio. I'm down. Are you in? Totally sold. Well, they got five songs I think you can download for free. They got t-shirts? I don't know. They should. They have a pretty cool logo. 
big fan. That's their logo, I think. That's fucking awesome. See, I want to be that guy who wears shirts from bands who haven't quite made it, so I can be that guy. Yeah. That's a good. That's a one of the good hipster things. That yeah, you it can is. Do. I mean, but you have to actually like it. You don't wear it just yeah. because you're yeah, trying to be cool. Because, like, you actually like the band. People wearing Journey shirts that are pre uh, distressed. Yeah. yeah, I'm not into that. Not good. Distress it yourself. I think we've all been that guy though. I've been that guy at least once. I've not been that guy. I have. Not a journey shirt. I, I, think, no, not, I think this shirt's sort of pre-distressed. I was wearing misfit stuff before I actually listened to the misfits. <laughs> and you had the hair, the hair horn. Yeah, that was yeah. That was long. I think I think they're playing in in June at the Fosters in Beckley. If I'm off. Is Beckley happening? Beckley has munchies and there's a lot of stuff going there and Fosters. But they always strike me as like a Charleston light. I guess. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time, so I don't know. Apparently, they're growing. Like, they're one of those towns up there on the plateau that always grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they like, put- Fayetteville is growing. Fayetteville is putting something new in. Like, yeah, all the next, time. next to uh, Bojangles, they're putting something new, new in now. Yeah. I yeah wa- and I wonder what it is. It's a dildo factory. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Let's bring jobs to the uh, to the economy. We're- that's that's what's going to bring job the- <laughs> and satisfaction. Yeah, not necessarily job satisfaction. Well, the, the but job and satisfaction. The so. uh, the politicians are in favor of it because we're making things that we can go fuck ourselves with. There we go. <laughs> Neat. Worked uh, in there. There's my political commentary. Hey. What's up? <laughs> we're, we're getting you, Tom Fast. You fucking. And you're fast in more ways than one, sir. What other ways is he fast? Other than his he name? comes fast. That's, oh yeah. He's a no stamina. He's a two pump chump. He is. <laughs> uh, have you that's been talking to Shelly fast? That, that his wife's. I have no idea. <laughs> is that's, this what all, that's what all the. Uh, that's what all the uh, local male prostitutes say. Oh, now you're accusing him of being a gay. <laughs> this could get bad for Are us. Are there lots of local <laughs> male prostitutes? Yes, I've not run into a single. There's no Lenny. Oh uh, well, I didn't know. Shiny Shane. You know what? That motherfucker is shiny too. Yeah, he is. Huh. He's always got the glitter paint on. It's pretty great. It's a bit much. He's got the glittery roller skates. You end up with glittering got the cubes gloves. after he blows you. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. <laughs> Shiny Shane. He's got the weightlifter gloves <laughs> on. <laughs> Shiny Shane likes to clang and bang. Oh, does but he? not in the weight room. Oh, no, absolutely hey. not. <laughs> he puts a. He carries a forty-five around when he's riding dick. Yeah, just to get some squats in. There he goes. Uh, anyway, Red Audio, my favorite <laughs> band from West Virginia. Red Audio. They're right up there with the. The Clarks. The Clarks? I think there is a band called The Clarks that are actually pretty good. What about... Uh, they're up there with Miniature Giant. Miniature Giant. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're one say, of my favorites. Play some of them. Play some Miniature Giant. See if I can find some Mini G. We're, we're putting over some local bands We today. are. We need, hey, we need some uh, heat there, guys. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're really putting them over. We Our need good friend John Will Shatters in Miniature Giant. He's the 67-year-old bassist playing with a bunch of kids in their 20s. That's awesome. Yeah, he's killing it Good for there. him. Just, just uh, if his... <laughs> He's got that, uh, he's got the, uh, what's the bone disease, um, where you don't get enough, uh, calcium. He's got the osteoporosis. So yes, he osteoimperfecta. He has to use really light strings so he doesn't break a finger. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be when he stops listening. Like, yeah. You've insulted me one too many times. <laughs> That's what we ought to do. Try to get local bands heat. And then we'll just, just talk and, shit and, and we're, we're in the music biz But not in it You know what I mean we're, We just carry a lot of weight we're, we're powerful That would be something If we were powerful Yeah I can't imagine If we had any more power Than we already do I know I mean West Virginia's finest podcast The world's Finest podcast The greatest podcast By extension 
Yeah, I think they got some songs up that we can listen to at least. I don't know, man. Red Audio. Definitely got to go to go home and give them a download. You do that, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. See if there's a preview we can play, you know? Like it? Already. Great. Nice hard driver. They're more of a punk. Gotta love the punk. I love the name, Miniature Giant. It's a great name. It's so obvious, too, but yeah. nobody ever thought of it. <laughs> it you could ba- they could basically be called Regular Size Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Giant Midgets. <laughs> Giant Midgets. Chloroform. How do you break a neck? pretty great too we love that we need to get that's re- good we need to get red audio and miniature john on a bill together we do I could that's open fucking for awesome that's me fishing for gigs i'll open for them <laughs> and i'll write about it in some local newspaper I you could start a blog yeah. you could you could start a zine yeah there are no zines anymore no. You start a zine Aaron, Elena, if she was alive, would slay me for that. You're starting, starting a, a blog and a zine. <laughs> Queer. You're so far behind. <laughs> you're never going to catch up. Well, you're on a podcast. That's pretty current. Oh, shit. It'll ring again in a few minutes. It's not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. Anyway, Mini G, check those guys out too. Yeah, what's got, the name of that song? I'm not exactly sure the name of the song because it's just playing a song, but it's uh, that from chorus the, is a fucking hit. It's from, I'm acting like I'm from the music biz, but that's a fucking hit. This boy's got a future in the biz. I think it's called Too Soon. Yeah, it's Too Soon. They got the three uh, three albums or EPs or something here. You can you can buy for a couple bucks a piece. Oh, they have merch. I'll wear a shirt from them too. I think you can get a shirt somewhere. Bring your own. Why don't we have merch yet? Two years in, no merch. <laughs> we don't. We, first, we need listeners. We're coming up on two year anniversary. I know. We need more people to listen to buy said merch. Nah, mean. Yeah, you nah, mean. Speaking of merch, I got some merch out there. What you got? Uncle Chuck's summertime sweetness. Oh, Uncle Chuck's summertime sweetness. What's that? It is. Flavored lemonades Son of a bitch And it's pretty delish Is it? Yes, that's Uncle Chuck's Summertime Sweetness That's Uncle Chuck's Summertime Sweetness Available for a limited time In Chuck's trunk More like my passenger seat <laughs> You know No, in all honesty I did start making it It's pretty fucking great Yeah, he makes lemonade That's Uncle Chuck's Summertime yeah, Sweetness Everybody likes it I thought it was pretty good Yeah well, what, what, you, what I had of what you brought Yeah Pretty good. The Blackberry's putting asses in the seats, son. Is it? Yes. Is the Blackberry putting asses in the seats? It is. Really? It's bringing that bacon home and huh. frying it up in the pan, Some sir. Bitch. I mean, I've literally bought money with money I've made from the, from lemonade and fried bacon. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> what else? Do you want to do favorite things? We haven't done that yet. Yeah, I guess things? we've just sort of been doing it the whole time. That's sort of what we've done. Favorite thing. Do, do, do. A derp, a derp, derp. 
Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. Blah blee blee blah blue blue blah blee blee blee. Anyway, favorite things. What, what's up? What we got today? Well, uh, the war. Uh, I, yeah, I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to <laughs> getting this war, war in general. Yeah, it's just the best. Clearing out that dead wood. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. The the uh, documentary by Ken Burns, and it's not the whole the whole thing is uh, I mentioned before, of course, uh, about a favorite thing. But my favorite are the snippets that he has about just like one person at the end, just so we can tell all these stories. And the tagline is uh, millions of people fought in World War Two. Too many stories for one accounting. But then he does, you know, a story about somebody. We did one recently in this last episode that I saw. Not recently because the documentary is pretty. It's a little bit older. Um, it was a Native American guy, a crow, crow Indian. And uh, he was the last war chief. But he was raised as a war chief, but also as an American. You know what I mean? So he went and fought. He volunteered to fight in the war. And uh, you have to do four things to become a war chief among the crow. You have to lead a war party, uh, touch an enemy without killing him. Which was considered the greatest honor in war in war with them. It's called so count, counting coup, jerking them off, yeah, that blowing them, yeah, butt fucking them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could, something like that, yeah, something. But then, and uh, you have to knock their weapon out of their hand and steal their horses. Well, he was leading a war party, which is a battalion. He ran into a German soldier, uh, got him down the ground, like knocked his weapon out of his hand before he did this. Like they both had guns, and he was going to kill him. And then he threw his gun down, and they started fighting. Like fist fighting. And he got him on the ground and was choking him to death. And he had him and he said, Mama, Mama. He understood that word, so he let him go. And then he uh he came back to the camp and he told his sergeant, he said, Sergeant, they've got they're getting around on horses because this was I think a late stage in the war. And a lot of the Macadon stuff had been blown up, you know, people get just tired of punching each other. So he said, I can go in there, slip in there, stampede their horses, and you know, then we can bomb the shit out of the place. I says, okay. So he sneaks in the fucking camp, does the old style fucking like Plains Indian lasso and get around the horses. Bareback jumps on the fucking horse, gets the fucking horses out of their stampedes him. Then they blow the fucking place up. So when he gets back, not only does he get a medal for valor, you know, he also becomes the last Plains Indian war chief. And that's what he says as an old man. He's sitting there. He's got glasses on. His name's Lynn. I think his name was Leonard Crow Horse or something like that. He said, you're looking at the last Plains, uh, Indian war chief and he's right and it's fucking amazing again one of those things that uh, Dan Carlin talked about the historical estuaries where you have all these different periods in history that run into each other that's very strange you know the Native Americans the destruction of them took what 200 years and the Plains Indians were the last to submit so you had this time where from the time of European first contact to that time and then this time, not even running into the First World War, which would be, you know, extraordinary enough, the fucking Second World War, where we actually have the beginning of the Atomic Age. All those things tied together. It's crazy to really consider that. So, that's a favorite thing. Hello. And we're back. Through the magic of editing, we are back. I had to check on something. Was wake over there. <laughs> All right, where were we? Favorite things. Um, the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. 
That's a favorite thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much the same. Just different people doing different voices, different guy Patton playing. Oswald. Patton Oswalt plays Frank's son, I think. Son of TV's Frank. Yeah. I think. But I, I like how they address that. Nobody calls him that. Just call him Max. <laughs> Can't you give me this one thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I That's right up his alley, too, because he's... I, I know, I know he loved that show. That's right I'll up his alley, it. you know. So the the chance to, he wasn't probably even famous when it first came out. I mean, mm. I mean, it was ninety two or three. It was nineteen ninety, I think. Or even. oh, he wasn't. He probably had started comedy, but I don't think he was right. famous by any stretch of the imagination. No, so he it was probably a dream for him to be able to come out and recreate, you know, the show that he loved. I mean, that would be. That'd uh, be an amazing feeling, even if it's not successful, which it will be. You know, it's, it's talked, on Netflix. I've talked to lots of people who love it, you know, so. I know Jonah Ray said that it was his favorite show growing up. He's the new the new guy. Yeah. The new dude. New Joel. Yeah. He plays Joel. He said I, it was his favorite show, and that's what he wanted. He, I will say the voices aren't the same, so it that kind of bothered me, but that's one of the things that will grow on me. You know what I mean? It, I, it'll just be, that's just the way it is, you know, so. Because the original voices were Trace Bolio and uh, Kevin Murphy. I don't know if they're involved with the show at all, but, you know, I really like them. Like, we just got done watching one earlier, The Side Hackers, which, whew. We've talked about that before. That, that was, we, we watched it all the way through this time. Yeah, it was a slog. I got to tell you, that movie could not have ended in a more depressing manner. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Something started out pretty lighthearted and, you know. That turned into a Charles Manson-esque. Yeah. You know, it was really bad. So and First, we have a lighthearted romp about this weird new motorcycle racing thing. That was never going to be a thing, and people who believed it were were fools. You know, it was... And then it just turns into murder. Yeah. A little bit of espionage. Lots of mind control and mm-hmm. more murder. I mean, he murdered both those women. Murdered two women. Yeah. Two beautiful, blonde, white women. It's a travesty. <laughs> Nancy Grace would be so pissed. <laughs> Nancy Grace. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Stupid better. twat. God. Stupid cunt bitch twat. She's terrible. She's the worst. Yeah. Thought about marijuana. I don't think she's on TV anymore. Good. Bye. They got rid of her. Good. They're like, okay. Why do you only get mad when it's white women disappearing? Um, What about white men? <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. He's about to disappear. This thing has affected him far more than people like to admit. He's 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 on his way out. What the, is, all the all the allegations, the stuff he said on air, all that stuff, he's finished. And so it's settling. Uh, he settled for, with for the. Uh, if you didn't do it, don't settle. Well, I've heard people they had that attitude, and then they got sued, even though there's nothing to do. It's either spend hundreds of thousands of dollars defending yourself, or cut one check for fifty. Well, he doesn't. He has hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. Are you going to let greed even affect your uh, what you know is right? I didn't do this. I'll see you in court. Okay, I'll pay whatever. <laughs> you know, it's Donald Trump. I mean, why do you think he settles? He's a piece of shit. He did it. So he says he never settles. He's full of shit. He settles all the fucking only time. Only settles. Yeah, he only <laughs> settles. He's our president. Yay. Um, Huzzah. <laughs> there's that, and then there's you know, uh, it's just. Uh, Hannity, uh, I hope, will eventually go down. I despise him. I think he is an absolute travesty of a human being. Um, what I think, what I find most hilarious is the fact that all these people who love Donald Trump, with the exception of John Hannity, who loved him, are now feeling betrayed because he's doing exactly what he said he wouldn't do. 
<laughs> he's tur- he's completely flipped the script on so many issues now. I mean, one eighties. Not even not even unequivocal. I mean, not even it. It is unequivocal, is what I'm saying. He's he's completely changed his point of view. So, and Coulter's pissed. Fuck that cunt. Can't stand that bitch. Um, a lot of his uh, alt right base is pissed. Like all the Nazis are are not happy. Well, they're not Nazis. Let's just Nazis had power. These are just racists. Okay. <laughs> okay. When you put it in that context, it's true. Would they be Nazis if that part? If part they of could, probably. Yes, they they'd probably be totally would. okay yes. with it. Yes. But they're also non interventionists, and uh, I, I, I'll I like um, I'll I'll give anybody the time of day that's anti war. And they're all anti-war. They're not anti-war as so much as they are. Uh, we don't need the rest of the world and fuck them. That's basically their that's their stance. If somebody, uh, it's hard to explain. I mean, they're very Monroe, Monroe doctrine-ish. You know what I mean? Like close off the borders, fuck everybody. The world will be at their knees. That's what the Monroe doctrine was. So I'm pretty sure. But uh, it's it's the way we were before World War One. We were. A, a completely insular country. We were powerful, like as in monetarily, but that was what the founding fathers had the ideal for America. George Washington gave a speech, and they actually used to repeat this speech every year. It was a cautionary tale about intervention. We do not intervene in the in the struggles of other countries. Yeah, and so uh, uh, Truman, as he left office, he gave that speech talking about beware of the military industrial complex. No, that was Ike. Ike. Eisenhower. It was Eisenhower. I thought it was Truman. It could be either fucking one. Truman. Uh, it was Eisenhower. It was no, Eisenhower because he, he, t- he, he took over for Truman. Um, it was, you know, I, I just to to if you read your history about the United States, the the what the current incarnation of what we're being sold is pretty new. This whole put a boot in their ass, all that stupid shit. <laughs> Fox News. It's fucking played. stupid. Um, Put a boot in their ass in the American way. While they while yeah. they showed the footage of the mother of all bombs going off. It's fucking stupid. That is so them. They're so it's, fucking it's stupid. so on brand. Yeah. God, <laughs> couldn't be it couldn't be more on the nose. Yeah, it's so stupid. But you know, it's uh, and as a matter of fact, in World War One, uh, we had somewhat of an impact, especially toward the end of the war. But we got drawn into that actually by the Zimmerman telegram. So, uh, and then in World War Two. We got drawn in, like, because of Pearl Harbor, of course. But the war in, war in Europe, you know, we really had no place in it. But then the Germans started fucking torpedoing American ships. Like, people don't understand. There was a war for the Atlantic off right off the coast. They were torpedoing so, torpedoing so many fucking uh, oil ships and trade ships and all that stuff that you couldn't go swimming. There was so much oil in the water on the Gulf. You know, all those places, fucking North Carolina, places like that. The fucking U-boats were all over the fucking East Coast of the United States. You don't hear that, do you? Mm-hmm. Because that gives people, that scares them. Well, they people can get here. And, yeah, they could get us. They were, they were <laughs> fucking taking shots into New York from the ships. You know, they let the lights blaze on until they actually started taking shots into the city. And then they shut them off. You know, there was air raid stuff. The Nazis toward the end of the war had the potential to reach the United States. They had a working nuclear bomb that they were working on, a dirty bomb. It would have killed hundreds of thousands of people instead of millions. But Still, they, that's a pretty good chunk. And they had they actually had a plane that would make the trip. They just hadn't really put it in yet. You know what I mean? It was Hitler had totally lost his mind. They they were on the ropes. They that was so f- 
you know, it, there were so many logistical nightmares to get it done, but it was possible. So there was that. But, you know, that's like I said, that that's the current brand we're having of America is that's post World War Two Cold War interventionist policy toward places like Vietnam and Korea. That wasn't the United States. We didn't get involved in that shit. Like, that's your fucking problem. We have this country. That's what we were. Is it better? I don't want to see people suffer. I don't want to see innocent people. But is that our job to fix it? You know? Well, um, this is going to sound extremely callous, but I don't, I don't really care about anybody else. I understand. <laughs> and I'm not saying. And I know a lot of people claim that they do. And I think it's terrible. And I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. And I would, I would hope somebody would help if it was happening to me. Absolutely. But it's not. So I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the doctrine that it's the Christian doctrine. Try to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I can get down with that part of it, but I do not, you know, once you read the, the bullshit that was behind Vietnam and all that stuff and, and what the shit that went into Korea and all these things, we shouldn't have fucking been there. And so it, it was, oh, we're scared about the rise of communism and the spread of communism. If they could have seen the writing on the wall, that shit's going to collapse. It ain't going to fucking, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And the only thing that scared people to death was the space race. The space race was instrumental in making sure things like Vietnam happened because the Russians were winning. <laughs> they were they were kicking our ass in the space race, like for most of it. And then you know the only thing that set it atop from apart from us is uh, when we finally landed a man on the moon. And that's why a lot of people think that it's you know not a that we didn't actually do it because we had so much at stake. If it didn't happen, you know we would have been a second rate power forever. So a lot of people think that uh, Johnson and you know and and all those guys got together and said, well. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, we're gonna fake this moon landing. That's gonna scare the shit out of the Russians, <laughs> and it did. So, so you're saying the moon landing was fake? I'm not saying it was faked, but I'm saying there were all the reasons to fake it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a favorite thing: conspiracy theories. I that, love them with that shit. They're they're favorite. they're awesome because not you can refute everything the conspiracy theory says. I mean, pretty easily. As a matter of fact, there's actually people who worked at NASA said that's that that's dumb. You know, this it actually happened. You know, we did it. Here's the way we did it. All this stuff. So it's not that difficult when you really think about it. You know, and once they get, give you the evidence, it's not. But we haven't been back. You know, so <laughs> I mean, we should have a fucking space station there now. If, if we can get there in 1960 technology, we can live there with 2017 <laughs> technology. Yeah, we absolutely probably can. I mean, we could actually build a, an internal uh, fucking moon city around that rock core they've got. We could build a city inside the moon with the technology we have. We're just too stratified and we don't look to space. We have too many religious and petty concerns now with the fucking country. So it's dumb. So sorry. It's idiotic. Yeah. Um, I came across a story of a, a mob killed a Pakistani university student for spreading blasphemy on social media on the, in Pakistan. What did he? Bla- how did he blaspheme? I, well, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, fucking stupid. It's that, but that's the people like to say that uh, Christianity is just as bad as Islam. No. It used to be. <laughs> yeah, they used to do that. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No. They'll talk big and they'll. T- tell you that you're going to go to hell. That's about the extent of it. People say, "What about the KKK and the Westboro Baptist Church?" How many people have they? What have they done for me lately? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, other than Dylan Roof and the rest of them fucking idiots, they're just they're kooks. I mean, they're just yeah. There's they're not acting. Go- they're not acting under the auspices of a fucking religion. There's going to be outliers, of yeah, course. But uh, I mean, Westboro Baptist Church, about all they've done is try to get sued or try to get people to attack them so they can sue them. Right, and the, but also they're a family of lawyers. The fucking 
The Westboro Baptist Church is a family of lawyers. Most of them are lawyers. That's terrifying. Their their leader educated people are that fucking. Their stupid. leader was a civil rights lawyer. He's before he died. What's his name? Fred. What's his name? I forget. He was a civil rights lawyer. He was a civil rights lawyer in the fifties. Why 60s. did he flip? I have no idea. That's an interesting story that needs to be told. <laughs> I'm, there's, How did you go from wanting to defend people's rights to being an absolutely scumbag, bottom of the barrel, fish shit p- fucking person? <laughs> I think I don't think that he was racist. I think he was just severely anti-gay. I think that's most of their deal. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, that's, never, I, I'm not even going to get into that. All they've ever done is hurt people's feelings, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I know, but... Like, a guy like me would get murdered every day in Pakistan. Absolutely. Well, me too. For being a blasphemer. Yeah. I, they don't I, care that I'm white there. As a matter of fact, they hate you. That you're <laughs> white. I mean, that would be more reason to kill you. Other than the fact that they would be scared about what would happen with the United States. That's one thing I'll say that uh, Donald Trump uh, shares with Ronald <laughs> Reagan is that he is now unbalancing the world as in they don't know what the fuck this guy's He's a loose do. cannon. He's yeah. Charlie. He, he's what? He's Charlie, loose cannon. He's Brian I'm a Pillman. loose cannon. <laughs> fucking Brian Pillman. Flying Brian. <laughs> no, when whenever he got crazy there toward the end before he died, he was he was the crazy character. And he did it really well. Well, probably because it was a little bit real. Yeah. That's the best storylines. Yeah. When they bring the real heat between people and put them on. How do they sell that? Well, we know you hate each other because you fucked his wife. How about we put that on the screen? <laughs> they did I mean, like, how fuck? <laughs> fuck you. No, that's me. That's my life. You're not putting that up on the fucking screen. A lot of time they were cool with it, though. I know they were, but shit. They did angle making away a lot of weird. money. It's just weird. A lot of time it was their idea. The people that were in those sort of weird situations like the Matt Hardys and the, the Benoit's and the, all them. Okay. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. Bringing real life stuff into a fucking play. Well, that Kevin Sullivan, Chris Benoit thing was real. Oh yeah. They despised each other. Absolutely. Over a woman, wasn't it? Over a woman. Over a woman, yeah. Yeah. Um Woman, oh woman. <laughs> Won't you marry me now? Uh I, I like the heat though that you didn't know. Um like they have the shoot interviews. It's usually oh, with Ole so Anderson. Great. Yeah. Usually with he's that he's just annoyed he's just annoyed to be there in general. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I wish I had a clarify the question. Seven. <laughs> Rick Flair, that son of a bitch. I wish he was dead now, but the only reason I don't wish he was dead now, I'd want him to suffer. I'm like, really, Ole? <laughs> really? That guy made you a lot of greatest, money. Yeah, the greatest wrestling champion of all fucking time. Not even arguably. Hogan is not any is not is is not better. No. He was a bigger Hogan, draw, uh, probably, but Yeah. But uh, back then you actually had to be able to uh Defend yourself a little bit just because you would go to a different territory every right. night and you would wrestle their champion to a one hour Broadway. Right. Which is a draw and you'd make their guy look like a million bucks. Yeah. Hogan wasn't and selling anyone. No, he wasn't doing that. And if, I've just noticed if that. their guy, if their guy decided to, he wanted to make it real, you had to be able to be real. You know who could sell? Mach. Mach could oh, fucking Mach, sell. Mach could do everything. <laughs> no. He's one of the greatest all around oh, guys of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Cream of the crumb. Dig it. Yeah. <laughs> The fire and the lightning, yeah. <laughs> God, Mach. Mach is that's a favorite. Thing one of the always. greatest. That's one of the favorite things of all time. Macho man. He's uh one of the kind. Yeah, he's pretty great. No, uh, let's talk about the wrestlers that didn't sell. Hogan never sold for anybody. Hogan would never sell. Um, usually, big guys, the Road Warriors didn't. Road sell, Warriors didn't but sell, they, but they that that fit their persona. They weren't supposed to right. sell. Um. But I liked when they asked Ollie about that. Said the road wars. I said, "Yeah, 
They're the road warriors. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> they would sell if they got hit with an international object. Yeah. <laughs> a scout yeah. came flying into the ring and crushed them. Of course, they could probably bench press it. Yeah. Uh, God, most of the big guys. Well, if it was part of their thing, I understand. But then there were wrestlers who George Animal Steel wouldn't sell for anybody. But that's he just wasn't capable. No, he was crazy. Yeah. So. That was his gimmick. Yeah. I'm a crazy guy that eats the turnbuckles. What's up? I'm pretending this How did Norman Lunatic not get over? I don't know. Maybe it was too close to George Animal's. It was pretty fucking great. He wore that bow tie. <laughs> come walking out. <laughs> this guy's fucking creepy. He looks like Alfred D. Newman fucked George Animal Steel. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else didn't sell? Ric Flair sold like a motherfucker. Uh, Triple H doesn't sell at all. Ah, oh, he does. Does he? Yeah, he might not have used to, but he does now. But he books himself to be the champion. He hasn't done that. Well, he did it last year. Paul Prudhomme. No, that's the chef. <laughs> uh, lots, of, lots of lots Ultimate of, Warrior didn't sell. Her. No, no, not at all. No. Not even a little bit. He was terrible. Yeah, he was. His character was good though. Ron Simmons. He didn't sell really. Uh, yeah, he, he sold a little. But he's one of those that you have to really hurt him. You know what I mean? Though, like, yeah, you have to make it. Like the Road Warriors, you you can make you can have him sell if you right when you hit him with a fucking object. You know? Oh my god, he hit him with an object. That's the only way they could be hurt. Goldberg didn't sell for a fucking person because he was always winning. First time he sold was a couple weeks ago against Brock. <laughs> Did he actually sell? Yeah. Did it look good? Better make it look good, unless you want Brock to. Turn it on. <laughs> Get you some stiff punches. <laughs> yeah, you had some real punches back out of the nose. Some real shoots. Them. Yeah. Shoot punches. It hits a hit in the head with some taters. You're going to find <laughs> out what's going on. Brock would kill Goldberg. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it wouldn't even be funny. He but, but what I find funny about that is the descending the descending ladder. Uh, Triple H is a notorious cocksucker. He's a prick. Everybody knows it. And he was pulling that shit at a autograph signing, like, and it was for wrestling. And Goldberg wasn't even in the company yet and called him out in front of the whole fucking place. He said, I'll beat your fucking ass. Triple and H he, would beat the fuck out bullshit. of him. Bullshit. I guarantee you. Goldberg would destroy fucking Triple H. Triple H can't do shit. Well, I guarantee you. Goldberg in, that, in, in, the, in the shooter. He was trained. He's, he's actually trained. No. No. That was gimmick. That was all gimmick. Uh, I still, well, he played. He played professional football. He did football. play professional fucking football. Yes, he did. He played for the Falcons. I, I did say that. I said he did. I, I wasn't oh, okay. refuting that at all. He was actually pretty good in college. He played for the Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs over there. So that gives him automatically something over Triple H who couldn't play shit. Yeah, he was great as terrorizing. He was gimmicking WCW there for about 20 minutes <laughs> for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Someone's brought to my attention. Um, we shouldn't hate Glacier so much. You know why? Oh, God, why? Because he brought us Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> and Canyon. Yeah. Because they were bringing in those characters. Somebody better call my mama. I'm getting ready to whoop somebody's butt. <laughs> it's not that I hate Glacier. I just hate that for nine years, starting in 1987, <laughs> yeah. they started with these fucking promos. They got him out of, co- they got him out of high school. <laughs> like, you're going to be Glacier. What? Put this shit on. And they started these promos and they ran them every week until put 19, that fucking eyeglass in. Nineteen fucking ninety six, <laughs> and then they made it snow inside of a fucking arena, yes. and nobody cared. Yeah, nobody gave a nobody shit. gave. I a think shit. I was kind of intrigued to begin with. I'm like, this might be something, but then as it kept going, I'm like, this is gonna suck. Twenty seven years you've been running these fucking promos. <laughs> what an odd he is. To be running Glacier Promos in 1985. <laughs> in 15 years, you're going to find out what this is all about, Daddy. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Glacier, and soon, much sooner, the Shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs>
Dusty was way off. So. He was way <laughs> off. Hey, here's a nice glacier match with uh, Goldberg. Oh, God. Tony Schiavone overselling it. It's the greatest night in the history of our sport. At the convention center box office. Yeah, let's get into the action. But also, every conversation yeah, from every fan. Superstation. about this man. This man coming right here. Heenan was really selling Goldberg. Did you notice that? From children to old people. Here comes Goldberg. Oh, he actually turned... Uh, he sure has really developed into a fine pro wrestler. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> Shivani cut toe in the company line. Oh, Glacier goes right at him. Look at that son of a bitch. Look at fucking Goldberg. Goldberg's selling a little bit. Up. Selling just a tad. He's going to grab him by the face here. That actually see. looks pretty good. That looked good. That looked good. He just did a back somersault. This is actually, this doesn't look bad at all. No, he's going to try to suplex him. He's going to get a jackhammer for his. Oh, oh. Goldberg come out with some moves at first, man. He's getting ready to get the spear. He was a phenomenon. You cannot doubt that. He was booked as a phenomenon, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it worked. Oh, yeah, it did work. He was a draw, dude. God, this is such a wrestling podcast. <laughs> This is the first we've mentioned of it This last few minutes Oh, there's the spear. old spear There you go Everybody's marking out over Goldberg I never liked him I like when he locks him in When he would lock him in with it Jackhammer was a cool move though It was I liked when he could put the fucking giant into it so I'm glad that we pulled up a glacier match Where he gets squashed It wasn't well, really squashed But also He got some offense in Yeah but I'm saying it was a good looking match For as short as it was Yeah So It's terrible that I'm now That deep into pro- professional wrestling That I can say that's a good looking match You know <laughs> Here's one of those promos I was talking about Oh god He's wearing ninja shoes He's wearing a ski mask It actually looked kind of neat yeah, but after 15 years of running three or four different promos, you're like, put the guy in the fucking ring and see what he can do. I think, I'm pretty sure the guy was a soldier at one point. Probably. He's got that high and tight haircut. Yeah. Glacier. Glacier. Coming soon. Not soon enough. I remember when they brought the, the uh, Ultimate Warrior back. One Warrior Nation. Yeah, when he came to the WC. It was really great for about 20 minutes, and then we realized what a shit fucking wrestler the fucking Ultimate yeah. Warrior was. God, he was sucked. <laughs> he was the worst. He was His the promos worst. were the fucking god-awful crap. And all the Warriors out there climbing into their Speedos and <laughs> jumping off of the highest mountains into the pool of love and understanding. <laughs> So fucking stupid. <laughs> and then you see interviews with the guy, the actual guy, James Helmick, or whatever his name was. And he was Jim Helwig. Jim Helwig. That's his name. And he, he was actually a really smart guy. He was also racist, homophobe. Was he? I think so. Yeah. He got into Jesus real big. So I think he's at least homophobe. Yeah. And, uh, then they named an award after him. That's pretty cool. Fucking idiot. What are you looking at there? Oh, it's the King Arthur, the King movie. Arthur movie. It's going to be so good. It's yeah, so fetch. It looks. <laughs> it's it's. I just saw that it has a. It has at least two Game of Thrones cast members. I guarantee it. I saw Littlefinger and I saw. Uh, there's one other. Taco burrito. Have you tried that yet? I have it's not. Pretty good. It's pretty good. What else you want to talk about there? Taters. Uh, well, we to- we have not touched yet. Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie Murphy passed away. That was our opening clip. It was uh, yeah. 
was. I like how we talked about, you know, Dave Chappelle wrestling from 30 years ago and all that shit. And then we're just not getting to Charlie Murphy. <laughs> it was a uh, Dave Chappelle as, um, Silky Johnson, Rich James, Rick James. Oh, yeah. Screaming but, at yeah. Charlie Murphy. Yeah, that's, that's Iconic. <laughs> he was such a good storyteller. Well, and, but Rick James, you hear the other, have you ever heard of the other side of it? Rick James said yeah. that shit happened and all that stuff. Well, and there's actual photos of the, the basketball game with Prince, though. Apparently, Prince could ball. Yeah. He was little, though. <laughs> yeah. He's a little sweet. <laughs> He's sweet. I really think that he is a little sweet. That's definitely who he was based on. Um, Charlie Martin, I never really saw any of his stand-up. I just know he, the stories he told. I, I, I don't, him I'm sure I wouldn't like him at any of his stand-up. I'm just saying I liked him on the show. He was really good on the show. It was really funny as Buck Nasty. Oh, God, that show was fucking hilarious. Buck Nasty's mama got underwear, underwear got dick holes in him. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go fill Buck, Buck Nasty's mama's water dish. <laughs> 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 the funniest thing was, like, they said his name, and they were supposed to say it, but he's like, clap for me, bitch. <laughs> the woman sitting there, she's not clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. I'm the biggest hater. Roll. That was uh, Patrice O'Neill as Pitbull. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill's funny as fuck too. Yeah, he was. All of our black comedians are dying. Well, what did uh, Charlie? What did uh, Charlie Murphy have? Chappelle. What did Chappelle say? <laughs> he said, "Forget crime, forget guns, all that shit. Regular assault." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long ago you get diarrhea, you had to start getting your affairs in order. <laughs> Um, yeah, Charlie Murphy, I, I, I knew he was sick, man, because I'd seen him in, uh, Black Jesus. Yeah. Which is fucking Great hilarious. Show. And he was so, he was kind of a brawny dude at one point. And he got really thin. And I thought it was like a thing on purpose. You know, some people just, they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. So they just kind of die down and just take care of themselves. I don't understand those people. But I'm saying, uh, clanging back. <laughs> you got a clanging back. We talked about that. We might have. I don't know. We'll get to it at some point. It's pretty good. People don't want to hear about how strong we are. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Charlie Murphy was great. Uh, he, that show, I mean, I, his body of work, other than that, is pretty thin. I mean, he didn't do a lot of stuff. Um, he was in Harlem Nights, uh, you know, with his brother and, was actually in a couple of things with his brother, but uh, other than that, man, he. But on that show, he did really great. He, yeah, he, he was. He, he's a good cast member. Rogan said he uh, he just started doing stand up comedy after after the show. Mm-hmm. He was he never did it before. He was just sort of with his brother hanging. Out. I could see him being a good stand up comedian. He said he was for just picking it up and doing it. He was. He said he was really really well, good. What storytelling? Yeah, and he he's good at storyteller. So I mean, not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There are some comedians, and not everybody. Not comedy is not for everybody. Everybody's comedy is not for everybody. I'm a I'm a big delivery person. Your delivery is so important. The joke is important too. But somebody with the strongest delivery, I think, wins for me every time. Um, Patton Oswalt's delivery is flawless. Um, Louis C.K.'s jokes and his delivery are good, but it's a very off kilter delivery. Yeah. And he'll misdirect you yeah. a lot. Um, Bill Burr's delivery is fucking on point. Like he, his jokes aren't even that funny sometimes, but the way he delivers <laughs> them are fucking hilarious. You know, just talk. He, but he's also a great storyteller actor. He he acts out so much stuff. Like when he's putting together the the IKEA thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I will get another one. I will get another one. I'll buy 20 and break 19. <laughs> and then he's back to it. I thought you were going to your mother's. It's just, it's great. Um, Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest stand-up comedians ever. And he only had really two specials. He had two or three. He, he had Delirious raw. and Raw. That was essentially it. And then he started doing movies. And he, yeah. That was the dream back then, but now more more comedians are just like, eh, that's a lot of work. Doing, I want to be doing a comedian. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I work th- sometimes 15 minutes a night just getting everything ready and an hour a night on the weekends sometimes. Yeah. And make a good living. <laughs> yeah. So, and then some of them say, I'll just rip off somebody's jokes. Yeah. And yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Carlos Mencia, apparently Amy Schumer. I'm, it that's seems like it. Fucking bummer. That is a bummer and a half. Apparently there was a, uh, a that makes her less attractive, you know. Yeah. Apparently there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live where uh, Louis C.K. didn't write it, but he was in it. Where the uh, Louis C.K. gets a clown for his birthday, and the clown comes up. It's Bobby Moynihan. He's like, "Okay, where's the party? It's here. It's me. It's my birthday." And it, it's just like this weird, creepy thing that happens. And yeah, an old an old guy gets a clown for his birthday, and he just seems unimpressed. But apparently, Tignataro. Uh, Made a short, like a 13 minute short film that's has a lot of the same beats, yeah, does a lot of the same stuff. And she's like, I'm so disappointed that I was ripped off and, and all this stuff. So I don't, I don't know if I don't, I don't, Lucy K didn't write the sketch, they don't write their own sketches whenever they host, right? But uh, they have zero input in the creative process other than they have input, but like he, he probably never saw that. But she says she knows for a fact somebody on the writing staff has seen her, know, knew about her, her uh, short film that she made, yeah. But I, I would say probably the the short the five minute version is funnier than than uh, the Tignataro version, who's not particularly funny to begin with. Well, that's the thing. I there are so many comedians out there who have a joke and it's not a good joke, and then another comedian takes it and makes it a good joke. Then you have other comedians who take a good joke, make it into a shitty joke, a la fucking uh, what's that idiot that ripped people off and. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams. He did. He ripped people off? Cause, Bullshit. Because he was so stream of consciousness, he would accidentally do it, and then he would he would apologize and pay pay people for it afterwards. Well, that's awesome. Because he, he, I don't think he ever wrote anything down. He would just do things. I kind of like it. But um, no, uh, Dane Cook. Fucking terrible. He did rip some people off. I, I, I didn't. I never liked his act. I, I thought it was stilted. I thought it was not stilted, but I thought it was very... Uh, a lot of artifice, you know, it's just, I don't know. And I know it's a very chic thing to not like Dane Cook, but I never really liked him. People that let's watch Dane Cook. I'm like, I don't think he's funny. It's like Kevin Hart. I never thought Kevin Hart was funny. I still don't think he's funny. Do I think he's a good comedian? Obviously he is because a lot of people like him. I don't like him. So not your, it's not for you. No. Um, Cat Williams, on the other hand, is extremely fucking amazing. He's just ridiculous all around. Yeah, I mean, just his he's a good actor. You know, he acts shit out. And he looks so ridiculous when he does shit. It's so so fucking funny. Yeah. He's four foot seven. (laughs) But not only that, just the way his eighty three pounds his facial expressions go, he's funny as shit. Um Steve Harvey, I've seen his stand up, it's awful. It is unwatchable bad. (laughs) Um do I think he's a good guy? Yes. I think he's a probably a, a great guy, you know. Richard Pryor, don't think he's funny at all. Um, it's, I, I think it's just so dated 
for me. I, tried I, to watch it I didn't back. like his delivery. I didn't like the jokes. I didn't like, you know, I tried to like it. And I was like, well, you know, everybody else likes this guy. It's like Red Fox. I don't think Red Fox is funny at all. I never did. I mean, I've never seen any. It's not up. funny. I, what's funny about getting up there and cussing and acting like an asshole for an hour? It's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I don't get paid for I would for be this. a terrible comedian. <laughs> I would lose my, I would get, oh shit. I would get, uh, distracted halfway through and yeah. fucking, why aren't you laughing? That's what yeah. Brody, Brody Stevens, yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. What's, why aren't you laughing? Arms crossed to negative. Arms crossed <laughs> negative. Are you from Ohio? <laughs> like the, the, with Brody Stevens, the, it's funny whenever his it's not working and he's freaking out about it. Right. Which I'm sure he's not freaking out about it really. That's his act. But that's his deal. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe he I is like freaking com- out about but it. But I like comedians that take a chance and do it. Stand-up comedy is so awesome because there are so many different people that have so many different acts. Jerry Seinfeld's act is just him polishing something. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't think he can riff. I just think he's more comfortable with polishing something over time and making it great. I'm telling you for the last time, it's one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen. But I do realize that a guy like him is more of the old style of comedian. That was him retiring his act. Yeah. Because uh, he always wondered, why do people make specials? Yeah. You're losing your act. You know it works. Why don't you just keep doing it always? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, that's a very old school and mentality. He's, and he's very, he's brilliant. I really like Jerry Seinfeld. Um, Louis Black, uh, again, really great. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Just the different kinds of comedians and, and, and the way they did. He's the screaming guy. He gets mad. He's political. He didn't start as political. He... Kind of worked in. Started that. as a prop comic, if you if you can believe it. He did not. <laughs> I hope not. God, that would kill it for me. <laughs> if he was a prop, he was comp- fucking carrot top. Nineteen seventy three. Him in a plaid jacket. <laughs> hey, dancing around, <laughs> making balloons. You suck, and then all of a sudden he just snaps and goes. No, off. you fucking. Suck. No, there are videos of him when he's younger, <laughs> screaming on the stage, and it's actually threatening. Like he's. He's not, he doesn't look as old as hairs everywhere. And he's, he was never a brawny guy, but he's just has that presence, you know. Um, Kevin Hart again, don't like him, but he's, he's obviously a good comedian. I think he's fun. Like, uh, I've, I've seen the, the Central Intelligence movie with The Rock. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. He's pretty funny at being exasperated. Right. Like, Cause that's, that's his, the entire movie. He's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> See, I could find comedy in that. I can. Like, well, the, the Rock is fucking hilarious. Yeah. That movie is pretty funny. It's not like, the Rock is pretty great. He yeah. was he was great in Moana. I got to be honest. He, he, I think I think he's legit funny. Yeah, he's very good he's, when he goes on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he is. He's one of the best cast members. He <laughs> might he may, he might be the next guy to hit the five timers club. They ought to do a, ske- <laughs> a sketch with that. The I think. Hey, you're the five timers club. I think, <laughs> I think Louis was either his fourth or fifth time. Last Louis C.K. Yeah. So he's in the five timers club. Now. It's either the fourth or fifth. I'm not sure which one. They need to do a skit, a sketch for that. <laughs> Those are the best ones. You ever see the one where they go into that room and they're all wearing smoking, so Alex Baldwin smoking jackets? And Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, and fucking Steve Martin, <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is manning the bar because he's only done like two. <laughs> <laughs> you just make me a drink and shut up. They're <laughs> talking. I'm sorry. He's just like I'm going to get on there someday. Dan Aykroyd I, fascinates me. Dan Aykroyd is the biggest coattail rider in the history of comedy. But he's, I like him and everything he does. I do too. Well, not everything he does. Let's be honest. When he's in a starring vehicle, it's a piece of shit. That's why he's not in many of them anymore. Right. They tried. Dr. Detroit, really. He's big um, into uh, 
aliens and stuff. And he has, there's like this UFO documentary that where he interviews people about UFOs and you can tell that he's not the one interviewing them because the cuts are so abrupt and it cuts to him like nodding in agreement with his lips pursed. Like, yes, doing that. And it's just That's what very, he always does. It's just very weird. I, I, I like him though. I, I really like him in Ghostbusters, of course. Um, he's good when he's in earnest. You know what Ernest I mean? Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> I don't remember him in that. <laughs> Ernest goes saves Christmas. He 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 took on the role one of his worst roles. Ernest he, fucks he, up he, Easter. He, he, <laughs> Ernest visits the Anne Frank Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it all about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what I would have done. <laughs> Vern. Hey, Vern. Look at these stars. They make people wear these. <laughs> uh, no, they. He was good. Uh, he was good in trading places. Yeah. That was his best role, probably. Button down, kind of a prig, you know. Um, a prig? It, yeah. What's that? It's kind of like a. It's like a prick, but with a G. It's an uptight, like button down type person. Um, very stuffy, you know. Um, he was good in that. He was good in um, uh, Ghostbusters, of course. Ghostbusters 2, he was good. Um, of course. Been- he had been the only thing in that movie that was good. No, that movie was actually not bad. Go back I haven't and seen it in so long. Well, go back and watch it again. It's funny. It's but it's Bill Murray riffing a lot, and you can tell. <laughs> and I think that gets on some of the cast members' nerves. You know, uh, it's just Sigourney Weaver was just distraught. I don't even remember if she was in the second. Or I think Harold Ramis and him weren't getting along at that point. I'd say Harold Ramis is a pretty hard guy to get along with. I'd say he wasn't. I'd say so. Too. I'd say he was fucking easy as shit. I'd say uh, Bill Murray probably could be. At I'd say I'd say that he is, but in I'd. 80s when but I, but I would say I don't think he was really on coke that bad. I think he's just eccentric. He's just a coke guy, but he doesn't need he, coke to do it. Well, he was. I think it was a fun thing for him. You know what I mean? It's just a thing. They all did it. The all all the old Saturday Night Live cast members, you know, Belushi, Radner, fucking all of them were on coke. That was the thing to do. Studio 54. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, not Coke. that I would have done it. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coke is it. <laughs> the choice of a new generation. <laughs> you bite your fucking tongue. <laughs> um, Wasn't that the Coke? <laughs> that was Pepsi, goddammit. <laughs> Speaking of Pepsi, we didn't talk about last week with that commercial with uh, oh, Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Jenner. <laughs> I find it humorous. I'm not offended because it's so fucking (laughs) stupid. Like, that's that. Mark my words. That is the end of them. They're finished. Nah, they'll be fine. No, I'm saying they're going to be fine. I'm not. I'm not saying they're finished as in they're going to lose their money or whatever. Their appeal is gone. They're finished. They're just nobody cares. The world is now maybe moving to world war. Things are starting to become steadily more relevant. Well, maybe we should hand out Pepsis to everybody and they're both chill the fuck out. <laughs> I want to make a commercial with a guy who looks vaguely like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Only idea. it has a Pillow Fort Radio logo on it. <laughs> they had a, somebody, Pillow Fort Radio soda. The uh, Somebody made a gif of the uh, the guy getting drugged off a plane. Did they? <laughs> and the Kendall Jenner pops up and hands one of the guys a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the internet. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about the guy getting dragged off a plane. That was fun. I, I, don't really I like, I like how they tried to launch into the victim shaming again, and they got shut down real quick. No, that's bullshit. They're reaccommodating. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that guy, he actually tried it. Because here's what's happening, too. Have you noticed that Trump wave has started to dissipate? Yeah. Like, in large part. People are back to sanity again. You know, you can't just be a prick and walk around and be a prick. 
people are going to call you on it. You yeah. don't give a fuck about him. Fuck him. He's the president now. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody fucking cares anymore. It's, it's Americans' own lack of, it's their ADD, collective cultural ADD, finally working for us. You know, nobody gives a fuck you're president anymore. Do your fucking job. I'm back to this over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we got Kendall Jenner to be mad about. Yeah, exactly. They don't give a shit. And, you know, again, Tommy Laren and the rest of them fuckers probably had something to say about it. Well, it's like, she doesn't have a job anymore. Fuck her, cunt. Good. Hope she never gets employed again. Well, she's going to get employed. Of course she is. She's a hot lady who can talk intelligently about something else that someone else has written. Not an original thought in that head. Your misogyny is showing. It is not. It most certainly is not. It's hatred for her. I am not a misogynist by any fucking stretch of the imagination. That's exactly what a misogynist would say. It is not. Totally is fucking bullshit. Totally is. I mean, not a fucking totally, misogyny. totally, totally, totally is. Anyway, any hoozles? Anything else you want to talk about? We got about hour forty five in here. Um, I think that covers it. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I'm all that clanging and banging. I might have to go. I might have to go hunt some fucking weasels. I think you're gonna some have fucking to do that. gremlins. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all your fucking support, except for you, Kevin. That asshole. Fucking piece of shit. I just can't believe you. I can't believe you. I can't fucking believe it. Anyway, um, go uh, go download Red Audio stuff. Go download uh, Miniature Giant stuff. Um, go fuck yourselves. Thanks for listening. A good day. Thank you.